Welcome back to another episode, Flebheads. Nathan here, kicking us off just by saying that Amin knows basketball, and he knows things about basketball players that's outside of basketball. He could not be more right about Steph Curry giving uninteresting interviews. It maybe is something that you knew about subconsciously, but Amin just coming out and saying it today, spot on. I mean, this guy is only, the last time he gave an interesting interview was back when he was first in the finals and his kid was making it interesting. Only time. That Amin sure knows basketball. And guess what, folks? Welcome. Another episode here. Got a special announcement before we get started. We are now offering the opportunity to subscribe for less than the price of a full price candy bar. You can get bonus content. We're talking extended episodes of interviews with guests. You want to hear what Jeremy Taché has to say about his time in Tahoe? Softball game? Highlight draft picks? Actually, the highlight draft picks is going to be, that's going to be for everybody. You're welcome. But if you just, little 99 cents to support the pod, cut out one candy bar a month out of your diet, your body will thank you, you know? I'm also going to be doing things like remixes, making some show songs. You maybe have heard those uh, songs that I've been playing as new intros. Well, I've got some. You'll hear one here i'll put another one out on social media that you can hear part of but for those that subscribe you can hear the full song right got what two full remix songs right now of just show sounds mixed in with a song both of them just a little bit over three minutes for the subscribers the flebheads the real flebheads well let's go ahead and get to this jeremy Tache interview shall we Welcome, everybody, to the Fan Lebatard Show. Welcome back. It's your host here, Nasty Nate. That's right. I'm still keeping my rebrand going here, folks. Oh, gosh. Wow. And you just heard him there. Our guests, we're excited to have him on today. He's a rising star in Metal Arc. He's younger, he's smarter. It's Jeremy Taché. <laughs> this is immediately the best podcast intro I think I've ever had. Uh, wonderful wow. references and the oh gosh. Um, well, thanks for bringing that back into my life. I'm really appreciative mm-hmm. of it. I'm glad it's yeah. still at the forefront. I- oh gosh. I- I'm just flattered that you would say that about our intro, Jeremy. Um you recently have come back from Camp Fiesta. Uh, I wanted to see if you wanted to share a little bit about that uh, experience. Wow, that's super sweet of you to ask. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, Camp Fiesta is incredible. I'm so like, truly, truly blown away um, by what the fans of the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz 
did on behalf of Camp Fiesta, raising, um, and this was the last I checked a number of days ago, it was just under $10,000, um, just merely because I had mentioned Camp on Mystery Crate. Um, in the last segment, mind you, of Mystery Crate. So that's how mm -hmm. far you had to go listen. Um, and so th those are committed fans. Absolutely. And so to to feel the effects of that while I was gone from the show was actually like really special because it connected me back to work in a way that was truly just like this pure uh, thing. And um, and yeah, camp was incredible. Um, a really amazing group of kids. I was lucky enough to be the counselor for uh, the younger boys cabin, which had boys ranging from ages eight to 12. Uh, six kids were in there and then all of my co-counselors were kids that used to be my campers or my little brother. Uh, and so, and I know you know him. Uh, and so mm -hmm. with, with that group, I was feeling like really grateful, um, very old. And I, I want to try to share some stuff on, on, on the main show about how old I did feel talking to like 13 <laughs> year olds, uh, and the things that they like and how they consume entertainment and just like all of it. I genuinely felt really old a lot of the time, which is weird because I'm you're younger, positioned yeah, you're as the younger young guy. and smarter. Right. And so I certainly didn't feel that way. I felt older and dumber. Uh, and so I was, I was honestly, I was, I was relating to the Dan and Stu of it. Um, and so it was, it was fun. Um, it was a really great experience. And, and those kids are just like, I always come out of, I know that whatever I give is far less than what I receive back in terms of just like how it feels to be a part of that group of people. Um, mm -hmm. and to be inspired by these kids who are just like have gone through the toughest thing you can as as a young person um and you know either are still battling and smiling through it or you know have come out on the other side of that and are now like the coolest kids you've ever met um and so yeah very grateful and super thankful that you gave me a chance to chat about it no problem uh if People, if fans still wanted to donate, where would they go? Yeah, you could go to campfiesta.com, uh, and then I believe that takes you to, I think you donate through PayPal. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, campfiesta.com slash donate, um, or just visit campfiesta.com, and then you can click the donate button. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, that would be the place to go. And yes, constantly and willing to accept any and all donations. Um, but please, if if... And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you cannot spare extra money at this time in your life, it is okay not to donate to a cause that you think is great. Um, wait until that time comes that you have some extra cash and then go ahead and do it. Um, and if you are someone who has the means to be able to donate right now, um, we are obviously welcoming and thankful for anything that comes in. Absolutely. I'll uh, go ahead and put that link in the podcast description as well. And now, Jeremy, that... We've got you nice and warmed up here, comfortable and cozy. I'm going to have to interrogate you because I've committed to solving the mystery of this fine bucket, even though it seems like the show's abandoned all hope on that. Yeah. Point. As, as far as as far as I can tell, I'm not giving up from across the country. I am going to find out. I'm, I'm gathering details. I'm creating a list of suspects. I've interrogated Cynthia or uh, see, I slipped Cynthia, I interrogated uh -huh. her, and now I'm going to mm -hmm. do the same for you. Same setup here. I'm going to play a song, and I have until the song is done, 
uh, that's how long I have to interrogate you. So okay, perfect. And then I'll I'll my final question after the song ends is, did you take the money? So okay, here we go. It's a good beat. Thank you. What time did you leave the Clevelander on that last day there? Probably between 12.30 and 1 o'clock. Okay, so pretty early then. Were you ever alone with the fine bucket? No. No. Um, hmm. No, hold on. I will say oh, okay. throughout every day that I was ever at the Clevelander, as is the case now in the shipping container, when breaks are taken and the rest of the shipping container goes out to grab food or chat with each other, I stay in the shipping container editing the show. So mm. oftentimes I would leave at different times, maybe at the start of a segment. This was before I was getting to do very much on air. And so, yeah, there were plenty of times where I was left alone in that room, but I never thought Speed up your answers the here, Jeremy. Bucket. Speed them up. Killing me here, Smalls. Did you at any time on that final day, just as a joke, walk up to the fine bucket and go like, let's go? No. No, never? So when you left, was the fine bucket still there? Yes. If you found $500, what would you do with it? I would... I'd probably, God, I'd probably, if it was $500 cash, first I'd ask Dan if it was his. Mm. Just mm -hmm. because who else carries around that much cash? Um, then Stugatz. And then if not, I'd probably just donate it. Who did you last see with the fine bucket on that day? Do you remember? I don't remember. Is there any prime suspects currently? No, but I know that there should be video that exists. Oh, but I'm I'm out of time. I can't I can't ask you about. Yeah, I know I did ask uh, Cynthia about the video, and she she had not seen it. You you know it, but you have not seen the video. I have not seen it. I have I have a source that has told me that the video exists. That the video exists. So, final question: Did you take the fine bucket? No. All right, I'm going to go ahead and process your answers here. And innocent. Wow, that must be a, a nice sigh of relief for you. It's a real it's a real weight off my shoulders, I'll tell you that. I've been really worried. I've been thinking about as I came into this podcast. That's why I've been sort of pushing the podcast back week by oh, week. Mm -hmm. It's because I've just been dreading this moment, having to go under the pressure of that. And so I'm really glad to have gotten through it. Thank you. Well, congratulations. Um, I, I said when I introduced you that you're a rising star at Metal Arc. For, for my money, you're one of the people who has provided, you know, some of the best sound clips of the show. I mean, just you got some classics here, Jeremy. Let's go. You know, with the, the let's go. Yeah. You, you got the classic. Uh, let's go. Oh, <laughs> Forgot that I had that in a playlist there of just that's all so, sorts of different let's goes so there. Good. Oh no. You got a lot of them, you know. Let's go. Oh yeah. my god.
That's when you're on the phone with your boys and you're going to like, you know, go hang out. <laughs> You know, you're at a rock concert pumping up the crowd. Wow. Man, yeah. that's that actually kind of cool. But when did this star start to rise? And we know, I know, the rise of Jeremy Taché started with Fart Bear, ladies and gentlemen, on the Aubrey Plaza episode. The rise of Jeremy Taché. So, um, Jeremy... What did that fart sound like? Did it sound like this? It didn't. No. Uh, all right. So I have I have a number of things to say in response to that. One, um, I didn't realize that Fart Bear was the same. That was the Aubrey Plaza episode. I didn't realize that that was from the same episode. I'm so grateful that that if that nickname was going to happen, that it came during what is for my money one of one of the greatest canon episodes of this show mm -hmm. in the last at least in the last like five years um and it was so fun to be a part of it that day i i like in the moment uh we were all genuinely questioning is this good and i <laughs> i kind of kept being like no i'm this is really good i know this is good this is definitely good uh and it was it was fun to kind of just kind of from an outsider perspective join in on something that was cool like that um there was no real, I need to break the fourth wall, um, mm. or I guess it's, but it's also like whoever denied it supplied it, right? But yeah. I didn't fart. Um, yeah. yeah, but when you play those sounds together, I can understand why anyone would think I did. Oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. It's fair. It's a fair accusation. Um, <laughs> it was more like that, to be honest. It, it was oh. more, it was like, yeah, because it was the squeak of an armchair up against a wall is what mm -hmm. it was. So it was like uh -huh. the, the, we had all of the art around the studio and that plastic up against the like oh, leather. Gosh, my God. All right. You win. I, that one always gets me. I don't, I don't you know win. why. <laughs> you win. Gosh. <laughs> Spo is setting mm -hmm. their ass up, so get ready. Their asses is set. Yeah. All the way up. Let's go! This crowd here is All right, we're we're back with uh, Jeremy Taché. God, that's so good, dude. Oh, gosh. Thank you, thank you, sir. You, I mean, you inspired me with the songs that you put out there, which is why I have you as my rising star. You know. I really, I genuinely do appreciate that compliment. I know uh, it's semi facetious, but it's appreciated. There's, no, there's no, not for me, Jeremy. Mm -mm. That's not how I roll. You are <laughs> legitimately, I mean, look, the the sounds that have been used when Sueys come around and whatnot, those sounds will be played. Fans will remember them. I hope so. For me, those are the things that fans of the show love. You're supplying it. All right. You may have denied it earlier. I may have denied it, but at least yeah. I've supplied it. At least but I've you have, supplied you it. You have supplied some great show sounds for, you know, me personally to have a lot of fun with, right? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Got an alarm going off there. <laughs> so we're going to play a little game, you know, because I just, I remember you, you've become kind of a source of truth on the show. 
What's that been like for you? Like, it feels like you're a trusted source on the show. Uh, in terms of like going to me for facts, um, it, you know, taking David Sampson down a peg. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I will say, um, it's really cool working both of the jobs that I get to work where I have access to the heat and the Marlins and the Panthers and really more like truthfully more the heat and the Marlins based off the amount that I am around. Um, but to be around those teams in the capacity that I am with Valley sports and you know, like I, I just got back from the Marlins afternoon game today um, before we started recording this because you know, I spend time around these teams and, and that's, you know, originally was sort of my primary job. And so now to be involved in the show and to, you know, have the, I guess the, the, the knowledge or just from being around, you know, the, the mm-hmm. capacity for insight, um, it, it is very validating. Like that's a really cool feeling to be honest, because this is my favorite show. Like to be on the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gatz is such an honor for me as someone that's a huge fan. Like I was on this podcast with you before I ever was involved. Well, with, with, uh, with Ty, actually you were, Oh yeah, uh, true. No, you're right. I, I actually wasn't here. Ty, Ty, you may be wondering fans of the show may be wondering where's Ty Ty suspended Jeremy. The (laughs) last time this guy was on all the way back in March, he tried to give out Chris Cody's digits. And I, I've been saying like, Oh, life's been busy for him and stuff but the reality is is it's a suspension yeah it's a suspension i've been keeping it secret to help him save face but he's been suspended i like a, that i like to know that i was part of now breaking the yeah. news on this show that there's been a mm-hmm. secret Newsbreaker. five month suspension Let's big time go. you know uh we we break news here ty suspended yeah when he's ready to do his penance Let's for I keep forgetting that I got that on a playlist with a lot of different. It's so good. No, I, uh, I, I will say um, that all that said, coming back around to, to the original point, like it's crazy to, to have gone from going on here um, and other fan podcasts as a fan, like who just happened to work in sports mm-hmm. media locally in Miami kind of like I was a, I was a producer at a local TV station at the time where I started getting involved in some of this stuff. And so to now be doing what I'm doing with Bally and be involved with Levitard the way that I am, it's like, it's insane and incredibly rewarding. So when all of a sudden it's like, Hey, Jeremy, we're bringing you in for actual insight. Like we want your facts and analysis. It's super humbling. Like it's really crazy. And I know that all sounds like so Oh, okay, Jeremy. But it I mean it. Like I feel that in a super genuine way. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm feeling super grateful these days. Well, I've been inspired by your Let's go to uh as well with basketball Illuminati's truth tellers to create a truth yellers segment. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and jump into that now. So this is our first uh, truth yeller segment. And I don't, I don't know how it's going to, going to go. Yelling's not necessarily ideal for 
for podcasts, but let's see. Yeah, let's let's see how it goes. Um, I I have some things that I feel down in my bones are true, and I'm I'm gonna yell them, and you can respond Perfect. to them. Um, boy, do I want to start with one that I think? Yep, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. Um, and yeah, here it is. The Miami Marlins will not make the playoffs. This is a mediocre team that's just ridden on their luck. You, it's not a rep replicable rep replication replicating it's not a replicatable skill to win one run games in fact i might go so far as to say that they put a voodoo hex on the san diego padres who are 0 and 10 in extra inning games what do you say jeremy <laughs> I, I so first the first thing i want to say is i like this segment and i think this is a good idea the second thing <laughs> that i want to say is I believe that I, I, I genuinely believe, and I know I'm not yelling, but I genuinely believe that this Marlins team after the trade deadline is significantly better than they were going into it. And I think that luck was a huge part of getting them to where they are right now. And thank goodness they're better now than they were a few days ago. They'll call up Yuri Perez within the week I would bet and not not this current week that we're recording but within about a mm. week of of time I would I would think you'll see Yuri Perez come back up he's another ace in your rotation they've added Josh Bell they've added Jake Berger they are a better team um and I think that you might be right that they might not make the playoffs I, uh, Jeremy I have Jeremy I have them going under 500 by August 23rd. Oh, God. By August 23rd, they're going to be under 500? That's six, right, They're Jeremy. five games over. They're five games over. Look, their their schedule is absolutely ridiculous. Like, their schedule upcoming, I believe it's Texas, then Cincinnati, then the Yankees, then the Astros. It might be that order. And I know I have the first three right. Like, it is nuts what they're about to go into. But... Mm -hmm. They have, they do have good starting pitching, despite the fact that they've had some mediocre starts. Um, the bullpen has blown a few games late that are incredibly unfortunate. And if they can get back to winning the close games, I disagree with you. They'll be a playoff team. <laughs> I, they're not going to get back to it, Jeremy. They already used up all their luck. Sorry. All right. My next <laughs> true thing is nine 11 happened. Oh, Wait, sorry. I mixed up my talking <laughs> points for that's that's for one of my talking points with one of my uncles. Yep. Yep. There uh, you go. Oh, here we go. The NBA has a blatant bias against Miami. What is up with this memo? What is up with this memo? I vehemently agree with you. This is insane what has been going on. Go! I I really can't believe that the NBA just won't Oh, oh, oh. Let's go! Ahead and let Dame get traded to the Miami Heat already. Because I really, at this point, it is insane. There are no other offers on the table for Portland to even snuff out. 
There's no team, when you look at the math of it, there is no team that is going to be willing to offer what Miami is offering knowing that Dame will stay. Dame has a really ridiculous contract. And if you're dealing with a player who is disgruntled and doesn't want to be there and just wants to force his way somewhere else, look, we've seen what happens with that with Miami. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler went from Minnesota to Philadelphia wanting to go from Minnesota to Miami. And what did he do? He found his way to Miami. Eventually, it happens. You cannot tell me that in this scenario, there is some other greater offer, or by the way, that Uh value always has to do with previous offers. Just because the Minnesota Timberwolves are idiots in how much they gave up for Rudy Gobert does not mean that trade value ultimately changes forever. Four first-round picks or three first-round picks, a couple of young players, and Tyler Hero either netting you more first-round picks or becoming a part of your roster is a great haul for Damian Lillard given his age and his contract status. It's enough. James Harden's doing the same thing. Other players have done the same thing in years past. Enough of this with the NBA and the Miami Heat. And also, yeah, that's it. And of course, why wouldn't he want to go to Miami? He's more likely to end up a meme than get a championship if he goes to Brooklyn. We all know he's going to, if he goes to Brooklyn, he's just going to be another one of those memes of like, remember three years ago when everybody said, Who, who's going to stop yep. this team, right? He's just yep. going to become another meme. That's all Brooklyn shows they can do. They can get the talent, and then they can just blow it up over and over again. I like this. This feels like we're on first take. Yeah. Let's go! And that's been Truth Tellers. Let's go! Oh, oh, there it is. Give me again. Let's, let's go back, circle back to the Marlins here real quick. All right. Give you another chance here. Why should I catch Marlins fever or should I be worried? Oh, wait, sorry. Let me rephrase that question. Should I be worried about catching Marlins fever or did the MLB develop a vaccine for it? I um don't be worried about catching Marlins fever, but catch it. But catch it. But catch okay. it. Don't be worried about it, but you should catch it. Because, look, I actually genuinely think this team uh, – is entertaining they're they've been incredibly frustrating since the all-star break um the offense has struggled in a real way um they have not strung together the types of games to be able to score runs like they did early in the season uh their batting average with runners in scoring position has not been as good as it should be lately that said they not only added josh bell and jake berger to the lineup every day Mm -hmm. they've added jazz chisholm jr back to the lineup um, which is he's a huge part of what they do even if some people want to insinuate that they're worse when he's there um Mm -hmm. but but you know for a fact there's no turds in the locker room look man oh gosh you keep getting me with that one and i should know better by this point than to walk into anything like that uh but yeah i mean i Look, I think uh, for the most part, like there are no issues in that locker room. Um, I I have seen a team that is is close, um, that really believes in what Skip Schumacher is preaching. Um, look, I don't think major league managers 
do that much in terms of the game to game management anymore. It's all about managing people. Uh, and Skip Schumacher is great at that. Like he relates to people. He's young enough to get the players where they're where they are right now. He's played with enough different players over his career that it it's made him a really perfect fit with this team. Um, and I think the additions that they've added like make them fun, and they should be able to string together some really fun games. If Yuri Perez comes back up, you've got Sandy, Yuri Perez, Jesus Lazardo. You know those guys are all really electric to watch uh, with Johnny Cueto and Braxton Garrett and. You know, you're 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 watching mm -hmm. a team that's that's on its way to some success. Um, and even if they don't ultimately make the playoffs, this is the first playoff run they've been in in, in gosh, close to a decade, um, if not more. So it, it's a fun time to watch them. Um, and there's a number of players. I mean, Luis Reyes. I should have started right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's going to win the batting title by a mile and have one of the best batting average plus seasons, which I know is a nerdy stat but in the history of baseball like his batting yeah. average is compared to the rest of the league it's spectacular so you should watch them they're fun and i tweet about them a lot or i mm -hmm. i x about them a lot and even though i i did make it my truth to yell i'm i'm rooting for him i'm i'm the type of fan where because of the show i root for and hope for the success of the team i'm not Cool. I'm not one of the fans who wants Miami teams to fail. I believe the show's better when the teams succeed. And just, I mean, obviously you listen to the show for so long, you start to like the same things you guys like. So yeah, I, I still have my favorite teams, you know, Toronto Raptors, right. Tennessee Titans, Maryland Terrapins. Don't ask me why. Those are all um, interesting teams. Yeah, Those are right? all random choices. Turtles, Titans, like Raptors, you know, it, we, we do what we do which is not much. Um, but I, I root for this stuff outside of this show as well. And that'll do it for us, folks. Thank you, Jeremy, for your time. Thanks. If you're, if you're hearing this, the episode's over. But you could be hearing more of this in the extended episode. Now, how, how am I going to edit this all together? I'm going to work some magic, folks, and put some of this here, a little bit of that there. But there's more of this. Some of you, you already heard that because you subscribed. You're like, well, I could eat one less candy bar a month. <laughs> thank you for that. And your body will thank you too. And Jeremy, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you. Uh, and let me just say before I go, I think what you do is super cool here. Uh, this is a well-organized, well-thought-out podcast. And that's very difficult to execute, especially when you've got people like me screwing with your schedule. So... Uh, thank you for putting all of this thought and effort into it. It's super cool. And uh, I hope that everyone listening does likes me 1% more than before or less. I don't know. I don't really care. Never mind. I don't care what you mm. think, audience. Is yeah. that what we're supposed to do? I care so much. Please like me. See you later, Fart Bear. Thanks, guys. Oh, gosh.